Welcome to the Free in the Field podcast, the podcast where three friends who have their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children when one at birth was confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food have their say on the Premier League. That is what we do as in the Free in the Field podcast. Of course, if you've listened to us, which I, I assume most of you have, that is what we do, you isn't have. it, guys? You better have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Please. And if you haven't, well, welcome for the first time. Oh, I would have said something else, but okay. Don't say no. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. We want them to come back. Yeah, we want yeah, them to come welcome. back. New listeners, welcome. We've got 24 views on our first video. First uh, podcast, we need that's more. Good. That's good, yeah. that's good. 42 followers as well, so, you know. Promote us, man. Exactly, yeah, that's what we, we yeah. do need. Just, whenever, whenever we uh, upload the podcast, we just... just Retweet it. Exactly. Retweet yeah. it. Have a listen. We'll, we'll promote your like mixtapes and all that if you want us to promote mixtape, you know. But anyway, yeah, it's about football. So it is about football. Not mixtapes. Uh, not mixtapes. <laughs> Unless uh, Alan Pardew's come up with a mixtape. No. For God's sake, these links are so tedious. I know, right? <laughs> we're we're going to talk about Crystal Palace for the uh, first half, first first few minutes of the podcast. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see how they did uh, this. Yeah, Crystal Palace, 48 points, minus one goal difference, 51 conceded, 47 in, top goal scorers and assists, Glenn Murray with seven goals, Punching with six, Dwight Gale with five, Yedinak with five as well, Fraser Campbell on four, and the assists, highest assists also was the Punching with seven, Yannick Velassi on six, and Mile Yedinak, not Miles, my apologies, on three. That is pretty pathetic compared, uh, considering where they finished, isn't it? What do you say? Uh, the next pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody scored ten though. I mean, you yeah. expect a team to finish who finishes in the top half of, of the table or middle mid table to have at least one top goal scorer in, in the, double the, figures. They're, they're more of a goals come from everywhere. Yeah, they get goals from everywhere. Really, I don't know. They need they do need one prolific striker. I mean, Glen Murray's a good striker. I like him. Glen Murray as well. Remember um, the year before got crucial anyway. Yeah, so, so it really yeah. was a bit so difficult. It was his first full season of Premier League. But no, they've got Balassi there, obviously, and Zaha. They provide a lot of creativity and um, punching as well. Punching he as was well. probably one of the most underrated footballers of the season. Just gone. They didn't get into the squad at all. Um, Bardi did. Um, yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let's get into that. You okay. you touched on it last episode. Don't try to. Well, it's divulge. it's just a case of Vardy didn't have a bad season, but he did not have a better season than Punchin. Do you know what? You know, uh, you know, you know what? You know what Vardy had. Vardy had a moment in the press which helped his cause. When he, uh, I guess, made well, that that, yeah, that yeah. five three game that against Man United. Yeah. If Punchin had a game like that against he any of the top four. It's like the same thing, if not more, would happen. Because Punchin overall had a much better season. You know, you, 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 we're told that the team's picked on form. So you, when you talk about form, you're talking about people that play consistently well on an every game basis. Yeah. And the two people that didn't get into the squad, uh, being Punch and Ashley Young, were much more consistent over I mean, a period of time rather than Vardy, who had one good game couple of bad games one good game even if it was dropped out of the squad at some point exactly um, the thing is that with the England squad Charlie Austin didn't even really get a game against Ireland he just got put into the squad, put the squad. and he was the top English goal scorer I think so yeah yeah yeah. he was top English goal scorer what in the league this year? oh no no, no Harry Kane was Harry Kane and was. then it was Charlie Austin yeah. so obviously Harry Kane got his chance well deserved he scored his goal and all that Charlie Austin should have at least got a run out I don't think he didn't get a run out it's not fair but again six goals seven assists that's that's a great win, win play, wouldn't you say? That's a good, that's a good return. That's the thing where we're especially with the, especially with the isn't really a winger. Would say he plays inside. Inside, but it's usually um, Balassi and Zaha. That's that. That's a that's a magic about those three. All three of them can keep swapping 
roles. They can alternate, that. yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a good contribution, especially, I don't say for the quality of the team because they've got a good team, but it's a good contribution they're, for the team around that area. I think the they're, the, they're what promoted teams need to look at as the blueprint as a, a team coming to the Premier League because they've, they've established themselves now as a solid yeah. Premier League team with good home form and tricky to play away because of the place they have on the counter-attack. Um, they'll only get better. They only will get better, especially with the sign of Yaron Kabayi. Him alongside Mina Yednak or James MacArthur could be a very good set midfield for, the, for that team. They're one of the teams in the league that just keep pulling up trees, keep improving. Have, have they signed anyone? I don't know. Well, we'll go to the transfer market. Um, in so far is uh, Alex McCarthy from QPR, the goalkeeper, three point five million. Patrick Bamford, of course, on loan from Ooh, Chelsea. Yeah, great yeah, signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, you've touched on it so far with uh, Johan Kabay, ten million potentially is going to rise to thirteen in add-ons. That is their transfer transfer record. Outs so far is Jerome Thomas, Shirley Amiobi, who I had no idea played. Yeah, for he Christian came Palace. from. He, went, he came from Turkey. Yeah. Um, Owen Garvin, Jack Hunt, who was. Uh, Who's out on loan to um, no, Sheffield Wednesday? Oh. Stuart O'Keefe went to Cardiff for about undisclosed fee. Lewis Price, Sheffield Wednesday for free. Peter Ramage, unassigned, so he was released. Carl De Silva, Knox County on a free. And the three I mentioned earlier, they were all released. Jerome Thomas, after a not a brief spell, he had, he had a fairly long spell, but he, he just didn't play any games there. I mean, he's not. Well, I think we mentioned yeah. about Jerome Thomas not really being. Never, never really pushed, did he? Yeah, he, he he's he's I don't know he's he's a, he's a he's got a bit of quality in him. I don't know well, how how high I can rate him. But the thing is, England have a lot of those like, like short, quick-ish, stocky wingers, and he was he was nobody special. He was one of the long line of wingers that they had of that ilk, but then he wasn't better than what, yeah other players. Good signings though, I think it's good signings. Um, Kabaye, good. Bamford, Bamford, I think is a good one, especially if he can somehow replicate his form that he had um, at Middlesbrough. Well, let's 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 talk about that. Will he replicate the form? It's probably the first time he's been given the opportunity to play for a Premier League side. Will he be able to? It's, it's a higher league, yeah. So, but um, no, I reckon if he's given the run of games, I think he will get. Then I reckon he'll get ten goals at least. Plus, with um, I mean, who's who's his competition at, at Crystal Palace? Dwight Gale, Glen Murray, and, and Dwight Gale. Gale. But I've heard rumours that they're trying to get rid of Dwight Gale. Um, so every Liverpool fan should be breathing a sigh of relief if that does happen. No, no, guys. But um, no, they've got Punch and Zaha, Balassi, Kabay is a dead ball specialist. This is the thing. He'll get if so he he's plays, going to get a, quite a few midfield goals and assists. I reckon. I reckon they'll do all right. I reckon Bamford can get at least ten goals if Bamford if plays, he gets the right service. He will. But the thing is, if he does play, which is what I'm about to say, he's going to get service because Balassi and Zaha create problems. Punchin creates problems. He's got was it seven assists? Yeah, yeah. You know, is only going to get at least as many if he plays as well as everybody knows he can. So he can get the service. What will Kabai do? In that midfield, how will he play? Will, think, how will how will you set think, those two? Mila Yedinak and Kabay. I think Yedinak will be, be the more defensive, yeah. um, and then maybe Kabay can be a box to box because obviously you don't want to leave him yourself light in the back at all times. Um, no, Kabay is a very good centre midfielder. I mean, he was always the key man for Newcastle. Yeah. He he did pretty much a lot. He was the engine in the midfield, so he can continue to be the engine. At Palace, I mean, Pardew knows him. That's why he brought him back to the club. That's why he went there to say, "Cause I know, I know Pardew. Pardew can get the best out of me." So, 
I can only see it being good for them. One thing that Kabai will do, it will, will be able to give Palace the option of being able to play a quality through ball from, from deep because his passing is very, very good. He, he could pick up a pass, pick out a pass, sorry, better than probably anybody else in that Palace midfield, um, which is going to just give more options to Bamford, Graham Murray, and the wingers when on the counter attack. Um, so I do believe that they've bought somebody who's a little bit more than just sort of your, your energy sort of box to box player. They bought somebody that can pull out something out of the hat. Yeah. That moment of inspiration that you need to win games with that great free kick, that great pass. It's all in Kabai's locker. My one issue with this is I'm a big fan of Jonathan Williams from Crystal Palace. And it just feels like he's getting pushed further down the pecking order. Nah, I don't think, um, I don't, I don't think I, he's really nah, going to have much I, of a I, chance. I, I, don't think, I, I don't think he's getting pushed down the pecking order because Pardew did like to try and bring for a new Newcastle and he knows the club, Chris Palace, inside out. That's, his, that's pretty much his favourite club, so I reckon he'll still get a chance there. But seasons to come, if he gets a loan move, it's not a bad thing. No, so well, he spent the last few seasons, I think, at Ipswich. Exactly, he's done all right there. So yeah. if he gets another loan, he's still a kid. So it's not a bad, it's not a bad deal. We touched earlier on in the uh, Chris Best discussion about rumours, rumours that Dwight Hill was getting pushed out. Well, other rumours around are that Tottenham, Aston Villa and West Ham have all made inquiries for Yannick Bellassi. Well, why are West Ham? Like, okay. Well, they're after having him on, on Morelash, apparently. So. Well, I don't understand what even would go to West Ham, but it's more of a sideways step, especially from Everton. Well, yeah, let's talk about Yannick Bellassi. Would he... Would he add anything to Tottenham to West Ham who have spent so much on wingers in this transfer market of course He'll, and Aston Villa Tottenham's, Tottenham's wingers are a bit predictable so yeah, I he, think he added that in unpredictably because he, he's both footed he's very very skillful so he likes to do a trick yeah, yeah. he's well documented but he, he's quick he's got quick feet he's very quick he's very strong as well he's, he's got decent technical ability I mean he'll be he'll be a decent signing he'll be better than putting Ericsson on the left um, he doesn't do the drifting job as well as David Silva does for City. Yeah. Put him in the middle where he feels very free. I mean, it, it, if they sign him, but I, I don't see him leaving because yeah. they won around 20, 25 minutes. I don't see any of those clubs playing and that. Also, you got to look with Tottenham. They've got uh, Lamella, they've got Chadley. If Lamella will still be there. If Lamella is still there. I mean, is, is Bonassi their idea of a Lamella replacement? Because Maybe. his future has been up in the air quite a bit over the last couple of months. But I don't feel like he really needs to, to, to move. I feel like he's had a good enough season at Palace and I do believe that Palace are moving forward as a football team so I don't really see why he needs to move. Well, the player that isn't moving is uh, Brett Hagelund. He's <coughs> signed a new deal keeping the experienced defender at Palace. We're going to go to we go to their manager now. Alan Pardew. Aye, aye. If you listened to the first episode then you, you'd, you'd remember me calling him the class clown of course. Yeah. Alan Pardew. What's a very... What a, I can't funny. believe I'm doing this. What I can't believe I What a very good job he did at Palace this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he's 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 one of theirs. When you know the club like that, yeah, and you know what they need, especially then you you run the club the right way. It's it's not kind of like a John Carver situation in Newcastle where he he's purely yeah. romantic. It's a bit of a romantic thing for him, as in he loves the club, but he knows so. how to run the club and where to improve them. So they'll be fine with him. He's, I've always liked him. Some people that I know will listen to this more were like, oh, how can you like Pardew? I, I like Pardew. I'm I one of them. He's, You're one of them as well. He's a good man. I reckon he's a good manager. I, I, my opinion is a good manager. Proof being for Newcastle, where they were before he left, 
look at where they finished after the run they went on. I don't think they would have been in that position. Obviously, I don't think they would have got into a European spot or anything, but they wouldn't have struggled to stay up and finish below Sunderland, which is like Newcastle, every Newcastle fans. Will they have to? Will, will, will Cardi have to change his uh, style of play now? No, I think he's built no, it's good on style. it. He's it's got st- he's got players and he's brought players in that are going to build on it. It's a good style. Kabay can play good football. I mean, no, they're a very good counter attacking team. Whatever good, got f- players from I mean, whatever good football is at the end of the day, everyone has the idea of good football, but the football they play, I think, is quite fluent. And I, I like the way they move the ball around the pitch. And they can always change up, play the long ball. They yeah. need to, you know, case in point, I'm sorry to bring it up again, but when they got the first goal against Newcastle, um, Liverpool, sorry, they were struggling to get the goal, so they lobbed it forward, the chest forward, into the box for Dwight Gale to get the equaliser. They can always change up, so yeah. it's good for them. I mean, um, Adam Hodge is quite a polarising figure in football, but um, nobody could say he didn't do a great job at Palace, and um, I expect him to do as good a job this season. Someone is who is doing a good job at the club there, right? Is Mark Hughes, and we're gonna go to Stoke now. Let's uh, let's go to the league table. Stoke City, fifty-four points. Finally, in this podcast, we've got a a plus goal difference, plus three. That lap we got up the table. Forty-five uh, goals conceded, forty-eight scored. Top goal scorers are Mummy Brian Brian Juf on eleven, Peter Crouch on eight. He obviously broke. The, oh wow, Crouch got eight goals. Crouch got eight goals. He broke. She in the was, Premier League? Yeah, Premier League. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disbelief around Crouch. He also broke um, Andy Shearer's heading record yeah. in the Premier League this year, didn't he? Yeah. Not surprising. Um, Jonathan Walters, which this pains me to say, scored eight. Charlie Adam with seven. And Bojan Krokic on four. The assist numbers are Marko Anatovic on five. Jonathan Walters again popping up with four. Stephen <laughs> Island on three. Um, I... Bojan's numbers would be so much better if he didn't get injured. Because he started off like a freight train at Stoke. And he's, he played fantastically well. I'm really excited and hopeful that he um, recovers well from his injury and starts off the way he picked up last season. Um, because he is one of those players that... He's like the figurehead of, of um, Stoke's revolution to not just being a, a long ball team, but a team that can also play a bit of football as well. Um and I think that's what's made Stoke so good this season. They they can mix it up and they mix it up more than anybody else. I mean, you wouldn't want to fight with a midfielder in Zonzi and Adam, Adam or Wooden and Adam because I think they've got rid of Zonzi. Um, but Adam's got a pass on him. And a shot. And a shot on him. From halfway line, especially. Arnautovic has a, a bit of magic in his boots at times. So I do believe that Stoke have got the quality. And I'm trying to build on it as well. They've been really ambitious in this window, maybe too ambitious, trying to get players that you would never really expect Stoke to ever be linked with. And um, they just keep pushing forward. They keep trying to be a better team. And I enjoy that. And the thing is with Mark Hughes as well, um, his career as a manager was in free fall. Like he's pulled it out of the bag with Stoke. Um, he's had a fantastic year. And like, if he builds on it, he's going to be very happy with his work there from struggling at QPR after his time at Man City you know I, I don't I don't particularly blame him for because he started off well at Blackburn and then um, he went to City and the City policy at the time when he was there was by big main players so I mean there would be no signing was a bit forced a bit, a bit forced I mean the signs that he also made are 
some main figureheads, uh, figureheads uh, sitting out like uh, Vincent Compton. Exactly. So he, so he did make some good signings, and it's, he got uh, he, uh, he got sacked, didn't he? Yeah. I don't, I don't think he should got sacked because they finished I think fifth or maybe that year. Fifth, sixth, yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's at a time when they were gradually becoming the team they are the now. It's like a process. The team and the. Yeah, that was favorite word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, the board had no patience really I mean that they sacked Mancini after winning the Premier League a year after all that and even though that season wasn't that great they still got rid of him mm. to give yeah, another season Mancini needed City with more to do with um, the dressing room atmosphere yeah and no it was it was to do here. it was to do but I mean back to still dad but, uh, and Mark Hughes yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting there get okay but, um, I'll allow you to get there but the point being that time. he went QPR um, again, if you heard me before in the previous, I blame Fernandez more than anything because every manager he's gone and brought in, he's been allowed. That was imagine that as a player, he goes and he signs the player on some stupid wage. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Mark Hughes wouldn't give someone like uh, what's the the left back called? Is it? Bosingo. No, not Bosingo. Um, oh yeah, oh Bosingo. Let's go on that one. Because Bosingo <laughs> got a hundred and ten thousand a week there, and let's let's be honest. Well, no, was he Redknapp signing or was he Hughes signing? He was Hughes signing. Okay. But Hughes put, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bring in for because Spurs playing the Premier League, played yeah. for the Premier League champions, of course. But he let the um, owner, Butch O'Neill, always starts handling negotiations. You throw money at a player like that, if he's not playing well, he's not exactly going to care. Yeah. You know? Um, well, he seemed to wise enough on his transfer policy now. Exactly. The, the players that he's bought in for Stoke exactly. this year. He's, oh. he's handling negotiations. That's he's right. handling I mean, he's the only person he hasn't. He hasn't Hand on negotiate, but that didn't go well. Was with um, Shakiri, but that's because Shakiri didn't want to take a so called step down right it now. Was, from, no, no, call it what it is. It is okay, it is a step down. I don't yeah. want to be a bit, but it's a big step. It's a big step down from Inter Milan to um, Stoke, considering he used to pay for Bayern Munich before. So obviously, his ego will be like, Come on, I'm a yeah. bit better than that. I'm yeah. not at that age where I'm doing the Ivan Campo move to Bolton or something. Oh, well, we're talking about uh, possible. Uh, Transfers. Let's talk about the ones that he's already bought in. Let's uh, go to Marco Van Ginkel from Chelsea on a loan. Shea Given from Aston Villa on a free. Jacob Huagard from FC Midland as a goalkeeper for an undisclosed fee. Glenn Johnson from Liverpool on a free. Shoselu. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that Glenn yeah. Johnson signing. Oh. Yep. <laughs> he's not a right back, he's a winger, but continue, please. Please continue. Jose Lu from uh, Hanover 96, the Spanish striker, uh, for 5.8 million. And another Barcelona uh, young winger for, uh, in the name of Moha El... can't even say his last name. Uach Urachi? Urachi? Yeah, he could, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Moha El Urachi. He was a young winger at Barcelona, so not bad. I mean, few signings, is it? I like and he's unproven, of course. I like, the, I like the Jose Lu signing. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's a, he's a good striker. I like him. I don't know too much about the new goalkeeper. Shea Gibbons is a decent goalkeeper as well. He's still waiting him. Um, yeah, this is the thing. Glenn Johnson. Glenn <laughs> Johnson. Uh, I think if you're an England fan or uh, English supporter, you you realize that you've realized long ago that the Glenn Johnson even, just wasn't if, a defender. Even Liverpool fans were begging for him to leave this year. I mean, Glenn, oh, Glenn Johnson is something else, mate. I don't think you know, every every football fan in England just wants Glenn Johnson to leave the planet, not alone leave it, let alone leave uh, the country. Uh, leave the planet is a bit deep because you know that, that's that's he's, he's, got, he's, he's got family. Let's, <laughs> let's leave. Let's leave him on the planet. Just. Maybe maybe take a coaching. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, no. I mean, he wants. He still feels that he can still play. 
He's not a shocking player. Just I just don't think he's good. He's so a shocking sus- defender. Suspect he's defensive. a shocking defender. I have one question, though. With Begovic going and Shea Gilbert going in, is Butler going to be number one? No, no, but, but, Butler's number one. Um, you think? Yeah, no. Yeah. Marcus confirmed that this season. He said that he's going to be number one. Well, you say he's confirmed that, but he's, he's also brought in a um, another goalkeeper. Yeah, and then it was Jackie Powell. Well, yeah. I, I don't know too much about this new goalkeeper, so I don't know whether he's good enough to become number one. I don't know. I ain't seen him before, so I can't really comment on him. Um, but I mean, it's good to always have numbers anyway. You need at least three goalkeepers in the squad. True. So, well, yeah, I, I, I firmly believe so because. I mean, that's the thing also. We, he's got given, and he's, he's given who's obviously Premier League experience. Is yeah. he going to be playing the tutor role for Jack Butland? Maybe. I, I know Shea Given. They're very different. At this, at this age, Shea Given will not want to sit on the bench. I mean, that's why he, where was he, that's a villa. villa. Yeah, that's probably why he left Villa, because probably Brad Kuzan. But then he, but then, towards the end of it, he was still to win his place back against these Yeah, it was because... Kuzan came, came up from an injury, though, didn't he? He came up from an injury, and I guess, I guess I, I, for him, over a whole season, he wasn't starting, was he? No. And um, obviously, um, Tim Sherwood came and gave him that chance, and he played and all that stuff towards the end of the season, but maybe he wasn't convinced. Maybe he didn't get that reassurance that he would be number one. So obviously he went to a club where they said, okay, you will get games. I'm sure you will get games because Butler used to get games as well, even when Begovic was there. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I don't know about this new goalkeeper. Um, I'm not. I've seen the Barcelona kid before, so I can't really comment those two. But the other guys, apart from Clay Johnson, um, yeah, good also signings. there's good rumors signings. that Victor Moses is is. My we'll we'll get to the rumors in a yeah. minute. We'll we'll talk about outs now. As we touched on earlier. We've actually not mentioned Van Ginkle, which quickly want to. Oh yeah, let's talk yeah. about Van Ginkle. Um, good signing, good signing. Quickly want to say something though. Oh, look, despite the fact he's good, he's probably a young player. He um, didn't he's work. being messed around. This is from Chelsea. Didn't didn't work for him at AC Milan uh, alone. Injuries is really really ramp, uh, rampant in his uh, career at the moment. It's really stifled his development. He's not really been given a look in at um, at Chelsea and young players would because their team. It's just really, really good. So this is this is a weird one because he's got the potential, but it's whether he's going to be able to stay fit. And if he does stay fit, how well is he going to play without really being able to play football for the last year? I mean, plus, will he be able to break into that that core centre of a uh, Stoke? No, I mean, if you train well, the manager will give you a chance. Yeah. If you start playing well, then he'll get into the team. He doesn't problem. like he's his build doesn't really seem to me like he he'll be. He's a Stoke midfielder. Yeah. Which, oh, ma- which might mean that they're trying to change. But Stoke of old. This is the yeah. thing. Mark, no, Mark, Hughes, Mark Hughes is making that change. They've, they've changed their style already this yeah. last season. So I'm... I'm Bojan would have never signed for a Tony Pulis Stoke City. See, I, 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 I don't believe in that sort of this player built for this club way or this team plays some way because every team has a different manager. I mean, like I said last time, Arsenal were called boring, boring Arsenal before and then came in and brought his style. Now we call that uh, the way Arsenal play, blah, blah, blah. Who knows when he leaves, maybe, uh, eventually leaves. He doesn't want to leave, apparently. He doesn't want to leave, but he's going to have to leave at some point. Getting older than that. Whether um, another manager comes in and changes the style completely, that's not the way Arsenal play football. Well, that's not the, manager, the way the manager wants to play football. Well, with, but with that comes in different players, and that's what I was saying about Tony Pulis, probably never bringing in Bojan if he was at Stoke City, because what made Stoke so successful under Pulis was his organisation, strength, height. his height in his players, the ability to just bully teams and use the wind in their state. He remembers the laps throw. Exactly. Yeah. And then they had Jeff Cameron, he's got a long throw on with as well. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they had the, they had the structure and the Tony Pulis, they played to that structure. 
Mark Hughes is tweaking it and changing it, bringing in different flair players, which are going a little bit against what Tony Pulis did. That's why I said that Bojan would have never signed for Tony Pulis's um, Stoke City. Yeah. But I, again, it'd be really interesting to see the directions that go in. Um, I'm I'm not that. I think I was more excited with who Stoke were linked with in regards to coming to their team instead yeah, of who they actually brought in. It was very ambitious. Because you heard, you heard Yarmolenko, you heard Konamplia, you heard Shakiri. Shakiri, and you're thinking, whoa, what? Very ambitious, though. But very ambitious. That was never really realistically going to happen. I think this is going to be a difficult season for Stoke. I think they'll definitely stay up, but I don't know. If they're going to pull as many trees up, and I don't yeah, know if Matt Bear and Juve is going to score as many goals this season. That's that's yeah, that's your serious job now. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird. Like I guess the Tony Pulis side, he Mark Hughes is really trying to kick kick them out, trying to uh, rebrand Stoke. As the players he's re- um, got rid of this year, Asmir Begovic gone to Chelsea on his fee, of course. Right, also, about eight million for yeah. that. They were thereabouts. Yeah, thereabouts. Uh, Wilson Palacios, his contract ended. Thomas Sorison released. Andy Wilkinson contract ended. Steven and Zonzi, who had a fantastic season last yeah. year, obviously piqued the, um, piqued the interest of uh, Seville. He's gone to them for seven million. Good move for Zonzi. It's a fantastic move yeah. for Zonzi, of course. You don't, but you don't keep like, make sure you don't keep on having players at the club. He he's been he was make he forced that move through. Obviously, I mean Seville are a big club, so obviously he wants to move to a better team. But no, nah, Zonzi's playing Champions League football. Exactly. Yeah, no, so it's fine. I'm yeah. saying no, it's a good move for him. But I'm not I'm disagreeing with that. I'm just saying it's better anyway that he told him anyway, regardless because. He was very unhappy and he started to cause problems within the camp. And last one is uh, Robert Hooth has gone to Leicester City for free. After his level made permanent. Yeah, yeah, of course. We talked, we also we touched on, I touched on the rumours as well. Zednan, Sakuri, although they had a, agreed a deal of, for, of £12 million, pounds, uh, it's believed that he prefers a move to Schalke. So I'm pretty yeah, sure. Which I, uh, yeah. I assume yeah. most football European sports. European football, yeah. of course. Uh, Peter Odenwingi has signed a one year contract extension. And Mark Hughes, talking about Victor Moses, of course, Mark Hughes believes that he missed out on the Nigerian winger as Chelsea seemed to want to keep him there. I, I do not. I don't know. I don't, uh, uh, Michael doesn't agree with Victor Moses going back to Chelsea. Well, 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 he's, he's going to, Moses is going to say, I'm going to fight for my spot. Well, uh, good luck with that because right now, um, you're not, well, you're not touching Hazard's spot. Um, you're not touching Quadrado, who even looks very Quadrado unlikely to stay. Quadrado looks like he might even be forced out himself. Exactly. Um, Willian, they apparently want another winger to sign. I mean, uh, yeah, so... Can they bring in that Brazilian Nathan or something? He's got back out. He's, yeah, he's, 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 yeah. he's a central, he's a central player. Kennedy is the winger. Kennedy, that's the one, sir. But Chelsea's a different thing, so, you know, we'll talk about Chelsea another time. But, because um, I have some opinions on that Kennedy thing. But, um, no. Uh, you seem to have a lot of opinions about Chelsea and... Yeah, they're, they're, policy, they're, yeah. they're an interesting club. They're an interesting club. We'll, but, touch um, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, Which is next week. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, so store it all up, Michael. Store it all up. Stoke. I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're very interested in yeah, what you have yeah. to say. But Stoke, um, no, no, um, I don't know, but Victor Moses, I don't know if he'll, he can get moved to Stoke, maybe somewhere else, I don't know. But um, if the well, can, It's weird. If, when Mourinho wants to keep somebody, he keeps somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. so, I mean, if he if they says he's not going to sell him, then move for somewhere else. Make sure you can find someone as good or better, maybe. Who who do you think Mark Hughes would want to go for? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, maybe just stick with Arsenovich and Waters on the right. Waters actually done a decent job there last season, regardless of how people feel about him. Yeah. Okay. So, <coughs> so yeah. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. You can be honest. Can. I'm gonna be honest and say he sucks. Fair enough. That's it. His stats for Stoke and where they finished were good. Whether you like it or not, he had a good season. 
give the credit where credit is. Do you remember when he scored two on goals and missed the penalty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, trashing it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, remember when Buenga went 10 years without a trophy? Like, you know, I, I, think, I, think, I think one day we have to... You, like, it's really... I think, I think one day we have to go on like a, a day of just... A pod of just talking about our players that we think are total trash. Because I, uh, I will go through mine of one and, you know... Jordan Henderson. I, I, anyway. I, I don't really want to get to Jordan Henderson because we'll be speaking about him later on. So exactly, yeah, I can't wait for that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of Jordan Henderson, his teammate, John Joe Shelby, played for Swansea. And that's the team we're going to talk about next. I love my uh, my segues. I hope you reach for the podcast as much as Kale was reaching for these fucking segues. <laughs> uh, Swansea. Swansea, you dick. <laughs> 56 points. They. Uh, Disappointingly, minus three goal difference. Forty nine conceded, forty six scored. Their top score goal scorer was their midfielder, Song uh, Yong Ki, on eight. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baffert Timbi Gomez on seven. Gilfisa Gertson on seven. Jack Cork on three. John Joe Shelby on three. And their top assist man, of course, was the most underrated player in the Premier League. Was Gilfie Sigurdsson. On ten, which is an amazing number for in terms of assists. Uh, next is Je- Jefferson Montero on seven. He just teared it up this year. Yeah. On, on the <laughs> Callum week. Chambers is. Let's not talk about Callum <laughs> Chambers, please. Let's not talk about Callum Chambers. Right, All right. Hector Bellerin. He did tear him up. Screw you guys. Anyway, John Joe Shelby is close on five assists. I'm just gonna let you guys talk about Swansea because I know you love Gary Monk. You talk about the club. I talk about um, the kind of score about Guilfi Sigerson because yeah. All right, um, let's, let's talk about Guilfi Sigerson. An amazing year that he had. At the, at the beginning of the season, when I heard Tottenham was selling him, I was very, very, very confused. Well, we're big fans of Sigerson because in this because um, his quality. You you look at you when you watch this song play football. You want to enjoy the player. I enjoy watching. He's great on the ball. He's great at the um, set pieces. He scores like one every two Technic- set pieces. Technically <laughs> brilliant. I mean, if they had a midfield of him and Christian Eriksen there for the creativity, for Harry Kane scoring the goals he was scoring. Anyway, my point <laughs> being this. <laughs> my, my point being this. Gilfie Sigerson is, what, like I said, the most underrated footballer in the, in the Premier League and one of the most underrated in Europe, in my opinion. He's so good. He's a f- not phenomenal. That's that's too far. I'm gonna, that's gonna take my love a bit too too far here. But he's, but he's a he's a very oh, God, very good so player, good. very good player, and his ability at set pieces, his ability to pass, pick out a pass, technical, his ability to movement, link with get, strikers, get get well. space, get space to make that pass so he can make a pass, long range shot ability. I mean, he's everything I'd want in a midfielder that plays in the attacking role. That's the kind of football that I want. His creativity is brilliant, and Spurs then go to Swansea. Swansea, great pick out. They had him on loan before he went to Spurs. Yeah, yeah. from Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he played in the Premier League recently. Well, not recently, before, before Reading. Reading, yeah. And Reading then go. Obviously, went to a big club. Yeah. You know, went to Swansea on loan. He excelled there. That's where Spurs signed him. I can't remember who's the manager that signed him. For Spurs. Yeah. Via Spurs. Via Spurs. Well, Via Spurs is a good manager. But yeah, let's we'll speak about that. We don't about that in this country. But anyway. Um, no, he's a top talent, and I don't know what more I can say about that guy. Obviously, I love him that much that I can go on. What was it? Three minutes you and two minutes before. You can talk about. You can. I think you can talk for longer. I like. And I was we've had great. We've had great was discussions. He, was he only just behind Fabregas and level with Di Maria? Di Maria yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and he was not mentioned in the the the, 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 the candidates team of the year, where someone called Jordan Henderson was. 
Um, let's. We'll talk about we'll get Liverpool there. later. We will get. We'll talk about Liverpool later. I'm just, I'm I'm just saying. Quickly, I'm I want to quickly I'm shout out Gary Monk, who for me is the best English manager. Don't need to shout him out. We're, oh, gonna, yeah, talk, we're, we're gonna talk about yeah, it. Yeah, well, let me yeah. <laughs> discuss. John, we still always arguing. <laughs> I'm always just here. Gary Monk. Um, he's correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's got um Swansea's highest um table points tally or table finish. Table finish. Um, he's just he's excelled. He's done really really well. He's he's done, the thing is with me. I when I heard that he took over from Laudrup, I, I was a big Laudrup fan myself. Um, loved nineties football. Loved what he did for Real Madrid. Loved what he did for Barcelona. Loved what he did for Denmark. Loved what he did for Swansea. As a what a game of football. Yeah, for the game of football in general, I was a big Laudrup fan. And when I heard that game Monk was coming, I was like, oh well, this is just going to end badly. He shut me up. He absolutely shut me up. He's done fantastically well. He's showed that he's technically, tactically adept as well. He's pulled out the double against United, Manchester United, which I think is like the first time they've done that. I mean, he's got their highest um, table finish. They lost Wilfred Bowen. He was able to replace him with Bapotimbu Gomez, who was done well himself for his first season he's I mean, you know, he well. seems to be a, a great man manager because there, yeah. there, were, there were talks like as when Boney was leaving that bad for Timmy Gomez was also ready to get on the plane yeah. and go back to France wasn't he yeah so he knows he also knows how to get into the mind of the players and, and ease their fears exactly and the thing is like also what he's done is he's his scouting network who he's bringing in as well I think Swansea really underrated for this but Key great player great signing Jack Cork Good signing, good solid player. Jojo Sovic, good player as well. Let's talk about Shelby. Like, as soon as he left Liverpool, everybody assumed that he would. Plateau as a footballer. I think he was on the downward spiral. He was on the downward spiral as soon as he left Liverpool, but then he seemed to come out of nowhere and prove everybody wrong. And prove. Should be in the English squad. One, he should be in the English squad. And two, that he really shouldn't have left Liverpool because I think, in the entire opinion of this podcast, he's better than Jordan Henderson. When we get to Liverpool, we can talk about Brendan Rodgers and his transfer, transfer policy, policy. Yeah. which is like yeah, is, which is dire. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is with Jordan, the thing is with Jordan Henderson and the thing is with Jordan Shelby is they're in two very very different clubs. Um, there's whether we like or not, there's a lot of spotlight on Liverpool. There wasn't that much spotlight on Jordan Shelby, and that's probably why he's been able to improve without the constant pressure of being a Liverpool FC footballer. I'm just I'm really, really happy with the way that Swansea have conducted their business in the market as well over the last few years. Now we're bringing in Andre, who's a fantastic signing. You could see already him, Sigurdsson, combined with Gomez, just making goals happen. Montero was an inspired signing. We absolutely tore apart many a... They have, skills, they, they have skills and technique on the left and absolute pace on the right. Exactly. And they could pass it. And they, they the thing is as well, the improvement that Gary Buck made on the larger side, he's made them more defensively sound, but he's kept their philosophy of passing football. Let's talk about the transfers so far. Of course, we highlighted probably their marquee signing this year. Andre Ayew from Marseille. On a free. They got him for free. That is an amazing purchase. Everton got Tom Cleverley for free. Let's just think about that. No, no, no. Think, <laughs> think about what Andre Ayew could have added to that Everton team. And they've got Tom Cleverley for free. Everton. And Swansea have got Andre Ayew for free. He had a fantastic World Cup. He had a fantastic African Nations. He heralded a love at Marseille. He's a fantastic player. So I think that's a fantastic signing. I read it. Another signing. 
we'll have to wait and see if he becomes a fantastic sign. He's Eder from Braga for five million. He's a striker. He's a striker. So he's obviously going to be um, giving support. And uh, also they brought in Oliver McBurney from Bradford City on undisclosed free, another striker. Tabernu, Tabernu, the left back, I think, from Yeah, Frank Tabernu from Saint Etienne for 3.5. And Christoph Nordfelt, goalkeeper from Hereven, for an undisclosed fee. Outs, of course, are David Cornell, old and athletic for free. Alan Tate been released. Gerhard Tremel has been released. And Jazz Richards has gone to Fulham for an undisclosed fee. Let's talk about the ins. We've also already discussed Andre Ayew. We can discuss even more if you want to. Do you want to? Oh, I feel like saying. Yeah, you got nothing to say? No, no. About him, no. He's a good signing. He's, He's a good signing, Marquis signing, fantastic winger. Going to add a lot to that Swansea team. Yeah. What about Eddie? I'm not convinced. I like him. From what I've seen of him, I like him. He, he fits that sort of. He's like. He's just a slightly quicker, less stronger Gomez. He looks exactly like him as well. Yeah, so he, he has that's that little bit of maybe he can get in behind, whereas Gomez is much more stronger. They go for the head arm, maybe mm-hmm. play the ball into him. That's the. If, uh, my, it's a good sign. He'll he'll fit their philosophy, so I reckon it'll work for them. I think what what um Gary Monk has done is just got carbon copies of his strikers. Bodie was the blueprint, and he's he's gone on from there. Yeah, if it works, it works. So if it works, I'll take it. Why not? Um, discuss Frank Tavernu from Sydney. I haven't watched I, this. I film. have not watched him, so I can't comment. <laughs> I mean, who was who was their left back for this this year? It was Neil Taylor. He's good. I like him. He's very good. But what's happened is, because um, Swansea aren't a new team anymore, like the the buzz around him has died down quite considerably. Especially after the season before Ben Davies, before he went to Tottenham, stole a lot of him. So I think it's just competition for Neil Taylor because that, that left back slot was his and his only. Uh, now he's going to have to work a little bit harder to get spots. Places aren't going to be guaranteed for him, which would would only really going to help Swansea improve as a as an overall collective um again i don't know about tabby that much either but um we'll wait and see we'll wait and see how good he is do you apart from andre Ayo, of course do you think he's gary monk spent well this this window we'll, well, we'll, we'll wait and see won't we? yeah, he's got rid of the deadwood that's the i wouldn't thing. say Tremont was deadwood i think Tremont was a very competent number two though yeah but uh, it's uh, yeah. maybe, maybe it's yeah. great podcast all that yeah, yeah yeah you know fantastic um yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, he's he's all right. He's all right. But you know, you you want to establish yourself properly now, so you want a keeper that's very reliable. Even if he's no, even if he is number two, they've got rid of. In my opinion, they've got rid of Deadwood. If that's the one I would use. Other than other than other than Tremel, I, I agree with you with that. Okay, fair enough. What position do you believe that um, Claremont needs to strengthen in the Swansea side? They're a very well-rounded team. So it's quite a difficult question. Maybe right, maybe right back because I know Just Richards played quite a lot last season and now he's been released. So maybe a new back. I guess I've got Rangel still there though. Yeah, he's, Angle Wrangle. He's had injury problems, hasn't he? Yeah. So maybe just get one more guy. One more guy in, right back. And then obviously they brought in Tabernu. Is that you say? Yep, Tabernu. Yeah. So obviously that's back up or maybe in front of uh, Taylor. I've already got two left backs now. We've got well, like Frank Tabernu, I, I did read up somewhat. And I, I, we do do our uh, research. Yeah, we do do our research here. He is a left back, wing back, or can play midfield left. So he's he's quite he's quite, vers- quite versatile, quite okay, uh, that's good. quite that's good sign. Utility. Uh, yeah. oh, this is one speaking about um, Swansea and their right back needs. Is, I, I think I mentioned this before. before which is, I'm absolutely astounded that nobody has tried to pick out Sam Byron's needs. 
he, like it's a very very good young and up and coming like the, that. The prior stage went for him. I don't think he deserves. English players are premium though, and that's right. just what that's oh, the yeah, way that's it that is. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, but I've always been against that regardless. So um, I think with more, with the with the rules regarding registration, that was always going to happen. It's put an extra five million or an extra two or three million of English players' prices because oh, everybody oh, needs to keep hold of theirs. Oh, oh, 49. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. We'll get to Sterling. We'll, I'm joking. We'll get there. But yeah, no, no. Um, no, he is good. He, no, yeah. Sam Barry is a good talent. But I mean, it depends on what the manager wants. Yeah. If they if they don't see they feel to get fit for the squad, they wouldn't sign him. So, you know. I mean, he's not been linked. He's just a name I plucked out of the air because I, I I think he's he's good enough yeah. to progress to that level. Okay, fair I enough. mean, Swansea also have a history of being a stepping stone club. Yeah. With Rabonis, the is the key key person we're going to talk about here. What we talked hinted on was Ben Davis, of course. Yeah. Do you believe Gary Monk can now keep his top quality stars? At Swansea, only, only if they get a European spot this season. Yeah, but then it's going to be difficult because teams around them are improving just as much. So question is as well: Is Gary Monk using Swansea as a stepping stone? Because if he carries on the way he's carrying on, I don't think he's using a stepping. Step oh yeah, well, I, maybe I didn't rephrase that right. But could could you see I mean, him moving for further well, forward? Well, if, if, if he feels that he can't take them any further, then why not? He, Which like, team would go, would want him? I don't know. I think we'd have to wait. I but don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved from Swansea in the next three years. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved from Swansea if to Liverpool if uh, Jurgen Klopp. That's Jurgen Klopp. If Jurgen Klopp declines. I, I, I hope not. Yeah, um, no, it seems like it would just ruin him. Not, not ruin it. Uh, it's well, ask Brendan Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Let, well, let's give Brendan Rodgers the respect he deserves as he's still Liverpool manager, so... Those, of course, were just rumours about uh, Gary Monk. Yeah. We're going to go to the rumours about their players. Um, Gary Monk, oh, we'll talk about him anyway. Gary Monk apparently has said that uh, Michu has no future at Swansea. Fortunately, fortunately for him, Granada are interested in signing the Spanish. Oh, from grace for Michu. Remember when he first came and he scored that hatch against QPR? And he was like, what? <laughs> Who's this guy? Why is he so good? Why did he come so cheap? And it just took one... Failed loan move to Napoli. Yeah, he bought it on himself, really. He tried to force a move out because he wanted to make to bigger clubs. Got a bit, went a bit to his head, and then um, he was loaned out to Napoli where he didn't play at all. Yeah. And if he did play, he came off the bench for a couple of minutes. Um, I mean. So I mean, because he he didn't do well there. Swansea, Bony did well. When Bony went, obviously, if if Gomez didn't do well, then maybe he would have got a chance. But they've, they've done well by bringing in another striker and Edda. Um, they've brought in Ayu who can also play as a forward so they look at Michu like we don't, I don't need you so I suppose it's just it's, it's, it's Michu's fault for really treating Swansea with a bit of contempt um, so you know it's his fault really he could only be himself he could have really built on his form in the Premier League but he tried to force his way out after that first season and it just it, he's never been able to reclaim that form and he only has himself to blame for that he had no love for the club. Players that do have love for Swansea are Neil Taylor and John Joe Shelby. Signed new four-year deals for keeping them there at the club. And a good one for you guys here. A player that's been linked with Borussia Dortmund is Lucas Fabianski. Well, this is the thing. Um, Dortmund recently got a keeper called uh, Berkley. I think he's from Freiburg. He was really good. <laughs> I think he's one of the better goalkeepers in the Bundesliga. 
So I think he could be playing as their number two as they got rid of uh, Mitchell Nadrak um, at the end of this season as well. I don't think Fabianski should go. I don't think he will. Oh, no, I, I agree. I agree so I mean, I wanted more. There's only more, no, I wanted, no, 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 no
who they brought in in replacement of Nathaniel Clyde, who had a fantastic season for Southampton and was a very, very important player for them, defensively and offensively. Do you agree, Michael? Yeah. Um, you like to agree, don't you? I like to agree. Yeah. Um, see, the only thing about... The only way it's up for them is... How far can they go? That, yeah, because I, 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 I do like that. So I still think they can progress, but again, the Premier League gets more and more difficult. Now, as much as they're improving... We have to take notice that everyone else is improving just as much, or maybe even more. Um, but they had a very good season last season. Um, they spent what is it like the first half of the year in the top of, the, of the of the season in the top four, in yeah. Top four, yeah. And then they went on a little bit of a bad run. They lost, I think, three games on the bounce. Yeah. And then the teams around them went on a nice fo- uh, run of form. United went on a form. Arsenal didn't lose, I think, for the whole twenty fifteen. Uh, so um, Chelsea, obviously, top of the league. City, you know, as usual. So. Um, no, I think they, I think they will progress because the manager's been very comfortable in the players he's brought. I've watched a few of their preseason games this season, and the cohesion's already there. It does not look like they're struggling to find that sort of rhythm. Even it's if because it's, of their ability to quickly replace players yeah, that's left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're doing so, it right when it comes so to transfers. Like, they always have a, a plan. The manager always knows when he has that a player's linked. He's never come out and said this player's not leaving because he has that possibility. They're like, you know, what, he might leave. No, fo- there's no loyalty in football anymore. So Fact he says. So he, oh boy, we'll talk so, about him next week. So um, he's like, you know, maybe maybe he just thought to himself, okay, you know, like for example, Schneiderlin, every season he's been linked to a move away. Last season he had that big bust up with the club's board and all that. He managed to stay, keep him there. He did well this season again. He's linked to a move away this time. It looks like bits were coming from him. So let's go and identify that target. They had previous at least as targets that identified one. Bang! I want him. Got their man two days or so after so that's how they work so they'll never have a problem in that regard for me it's just a case of they finished 6th or 7th last season 7th seventh. Seventh. they finished 7th last season can they progress higher than that I don't know one, of their, one of their best defenders go to Tottenham just about to mention that so big hole to you know, that I mean Toby Alder the yeah course. I mean that case I don't know what the case was with that because apparently they had a period of time where they could make a bit of make it permanent Apparently they didn't they feel did, that. They did, but uh, Spurs put more offer. Put yeah, more Spurs money and, in and yeah. accepted both bids. Okay, yeah, they so, so they went to go there. So there you go with that. So they've lost one of their best defenders already. Um, they've got their best And defender. Tottenham have brought in uh, Wenmar and other guys. So they're improving in the right areas. So that'll make them stronger. Um, Liverpool have brought in Benteke. You know, they've just we'll received... Them. Them. I, I know, but I'm just trying to bring everyone's situation to it so that I can still like... I'm just being facetious. Everyone that finished above them is trying to improve around them. Yeah. or around them as well. Like even West Ham finished top, but sort of around them anyway. The Dimitri everyone, everyone, the everyone that's trying to get into that sort of area is mm-hmm. improving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as much as they're improving, everyone else is improving. It's not going to be as. It's going to be, be very competitive. It's still going to be very difficult. Top, in yeah. the top ten, top twelve, but it's going to be very. The, very the football they play, the manager they've got is a smart manager. If they finish in a Europe League spot, I won't be surprised. Well, you talked about. Um, they're in the European League actually they, aren't they yeah, yeah they you, are. you, you talked about them signing in, signing players to fill in the gaps of the players that left when are they going to be able to buy players to add to the team oh, I think they can but I think he's maybe I happy with the, um, the, the way the squad is at the moment they've got they, they don't lack depth that's what they're good at they don't lack depth um, I don't know I, I don't know if they've replaced um, Toby um, no, they bought two defenders. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll got, get to that now. They've got right. Mayashida and Fonte, so yeah. it's not a bad. Yeah, so, touch on Jordi Klassi, of course, from Feyenoord for eight point four million.
or Yao 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 Mi Juan Mi Juan Mi Juan Mi Juan. You got to say it right, man. Juan. All right, okay. Shot from uh, Malaga for five million. Kuka Martina, defender from FC Twente, undisclosed fee. Cedric Suarez, which touched on, of course, from Sporting Lisbon, undisclosed. And they've bought in Martins de Kellenberg from Fulham on loan. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a, he's that, plug in, uh, he's the back Fraser up, Foster yeah. we did. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we did just get a bit on as well. So. Yeah. No, they, that's what I'm saying. They've got a good squad. The Rigi Europa League, we find it, it'll be interesting to see how they handle playing in the Europa League this oh, season. You know, I trust them in that regard because they've got a manager that actually respects the competition. He's yeah. really come out and said that we're not going into it to be one of those... He didn't say that way, but you know what I mean. Like, he, yeah. He's not going there to say, "Oh, play youth," and they forget not to have this good thing. One well, good thing about that, though, you win, you win the Europa League, you get into the Champions League. Yeah, that has to be the ambition, and I like that Coleman is looking at that and saying, "Yeah, I want." I think we mentioned this before. Like, I think we're our very, very first podcast. The only way teams like Tottenham are even going to get in the Champions League at the moment is through the Europa League, and they need to give that that. Um, the competition is respected to you. Exactly. That's, that's what Southampton That's what Sevilla did. Sevilla's finished fifth, but they think they won the Europa League, so now they went to train for Valencia and so forth in the Champions League. Yeah. Outs, as uh, so far, Arthur Baruch has been released, Nathaniel Klein for, to Liverpool for 12.5 million, Cody Cropper released, Omar Rowe released, Morgan Schindlin to uh, Manchester United's undisclosed fee. Uh, Darren's doing the Kanye West dance, of course. Very happy about that deal. And the pr- prime troublemaker in the Premier League, maybe behind Balotelli, or maybe in front of Balotelli. We, we, we don't know. Danny Osvaldo yeah. has been released. I'm really upset about that. Uh, he, 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 he had to pay for his release. Oh, they had to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to pay him for his. I don't know how he worked out. Basically, the payment there, because his contract was still had like another three years in there. Yeah. But they had no interest in keeping him. He so was their uh, tra- re- transfer record, yeah. yeah. I remember I remember he scored an absolutely amazing goal against what Man City. He's, he's a quality like, player. He's, so, he's just, he's just getting he himself just, in so much yeah, trouble. That's the issue. That's the issue. I mean, I don't know. He's going to play abroad somewhere, of course. He's at Boca. Okay, he's so, at Boca. Oh, well, well. Has he gone back home? That's Argentina's home, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, he's, done, he's done like a little Tevez move as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. So, yeah, maybe he'll do That's going to be funny, that, that um, dynamic. Oh, that should be funny. But how good are they going to be up front? Oh, <laughs> like, that'll be good, but one doesn't pass the other, get into a fight. But anyway, um, no, he, he was a problem. So, you, you don't keep problems at the club. Simple as that. We'll talk about their rumours now. Um, Ron Vlaar was a target for Southampton until he was put on the sideline for four months after a second knee operation. Um, okay, well, soon. Get, of course, get more soon. And the other one is um, Southampton will not pursue legal action over the sale of uh, Toby Alder Bierweld. So, yeah. 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 Uh, we, we discussed Ronald Koeman. We, we discussed the, um, our love for, for the manager. What is, I mean, at the beginning of the season, nobody, well, this happens all the time with, with Southampton, it seems nobody thought that anybody could replace um, Pochettino. And he came in after nobody thought he could replace Nigel Atkins. Yeah. And he's done wonders. Again, has he done a better job than yeah. Pochettino? Yeah. 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 He, he has lost the club. The league position, number one. Where they play throughout the season, number two. The signings he brought in. Uh, he's, just, he's, he's done a better job. And yeah, he's done a better job. So, you know, Pochettino tried to say last season that he's capitalising on his... Squad or I, I kind of understand. Why I, I, no, I, 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 I can agree. I can agree you to that. Di Matteo with the Champions League with no, it, I can, ag- I, I can agree to the extent, but the the key point being, Coleman's signings were the best players of that. Well, were, were part of the best players of that season. 
So I, I give again, credit. the two top goal scorers were Kobe Sadis. Exactly, I give yeah. I give credit to Kumbin. And then, for example, Elliot comes in alone in January. He does a great job for them. So you know, do you think they'll buy him? They should. No. They should. I but I, 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 I don't think they will. But they should. If they do, I'd be like, yeah. And you remember? But um, if he has a plan, he's a good manager. Jerry Rodriguez is going to be fully fit this season. Oh, yeah, very yeah, interesting yeah. to see how he comes back. Yeah, he'll be fully fit, but once again, that injury. It's a career. Yeah, but he's the difference between him and some of the footballers that have suffered that injury are playing this season in the Premier League. He's the year to recover. He's a lot younger than a lot of players who've had that sort of injury before. And Southampton have managed it correctly. Um, So I I think he'll be fine. He'll be alright. One thing I want to say though is I think it's going to be a big season for James Ward Prowse. I think it's going to be a really big season for James Ward. Or five assists this year. He's a, he's, a, he's a first team member he'll get his chance so. no it's not it's not a sense of he, he might not get his chance it's a, I see him getting more minutes on the pitch because of their uh, Europa League exploits oh yeah yeah and if he starts to press them on that stage maybe people are going to realise he's actually one of the better English footballers we've got out at the moment maybe maybe we should have recognised that already but yeah maybe. but it hasn't been for some reason Jimmy Vardy yeah. gets into the squad let's go <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, key members of the England team plays for Liverpool that's oh, that's Jordan Henderson. I wonder who you're talking about. Jordan Henderson, of course. Let's talk about Liverpool now. They finished six, six in the league, uh, sixty-two goals, just plus four in the goal difference. They conceded a, sh- a shitload of goals. Yeah, yeah forty-eight to be exact. Fifty-two they scored, and this is where it gets really weird because their top goal scorer was Steven Gerrard, now on nine. Raheem Sterling, even though people claim he had a bad season, scored seven. Jordan Henderson on six. Alan Milano on five. Philip Coutinho on six. Henderson, their their top assist man with nine. Raheem Sterling, seven goals, seven assists. I'm surprised that Jordan Henderson had nine assists. And Philip <laughs> Philippe Coutinho with six. See, this, this is the thing. Henderson, you see those stats and you're like, he actually had a good season. And uh, I don't say he didn't, he didn't perform because... He did alright. I just thought he rose think, above and um, beyond from what we expected. I, I think he just looked better for a mediocre team. See, here's the thing with Liverpool, right? If you look at their um, where they finished in the last five six years, the Premier League, the season where they finished second is the clear anomaly. So all they've really done this season, whether people like it or not, unfortunately, is revert to type. Well, I, well, I think they were very unlucky. It was just um, Sturridge. Yeah, if Sturridge was fully fit, yeah, they, would do, they would have got... I think I really do believe they would have been in the Champions League. I mean, no, in terms of strikers, none of their, their top strikers yeah. got into the top five yeah. of the goals for it. Uh, unless, you, unless you count Sterling as a striker. Not, that's because Brendan Rodgers, when given a load of money, is like a kid in a candy you know, shop when just goes mad. Yeah, so it, was, it was obvious they were going to sell um, Suarez, especially after the whole World Cup incident yeah. and the Bayern and all that thing. Okay, cool. So, I mean... Suarez. No... You see, you know how your team plays. You know what kind of strikers works for you. Yeah. So you go and sign Balotelli. I mean, and, then, like, and then Ricky Lambert was just a, no, a nonsense signing. I mean, let's go back to Balotelli. This is a man that arguably the best coach in the world in Jose Mourinho couldn't deal with. How on earth do you believe no, no, that you are no, going to deal with this Jose Mourinho has a record of not not having patience with other players. For me, he, um, if you look at what he's doing with the Bridia, no, for me, it's, it's kind of it's proof of that. For me, it's not to do with that. For me, for Balotelli, I've said, I said this in the last podcast, I think, um, he doesn't respect 
players that are not better than him. From day one, he's been saying the only player that's better than me is Lionel Messi. Ronaldo is on a certain level with me, which is clearly a lie. Now, the way I see it, he has a sticking attitude where if he played for Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern Munich, his work ethic will be higher because he'd be like, these players are better than Just me. Or they're on my, they're on my le- his so-called level. He did those well. He did quite well at City. Yeah, but at City, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But at City, he had Aguero next to him. Yeah. He had David Silva. He had Yaya Torre. Of course, he's going he's gonna to play all right. But he was a problem there. That's why they ended up getting rid of him. Then he went to Italy. He didn't do well, well there. He had a problem. Went to Liverpool. Now he's at Liverpool. He's having a problem there as well. I think he did well at AC Milan, didn't he? He did, he did well under Sadov. Yeah, he did okay. But I mean, he respects Sadov. Yeah, of course. There you yeah. go. I don't know. I don't know to what level he respects Brendan Rodgers. That's the None. issue. Nowhere near the same level as he respects. I don't him. believe they have any communication. And I mean, he's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. My issue with this is that I think he takes the flak uh, for a lot of things. Um, Brendan Rodgers could have got a, a load of different strikers. There were a lot of strikers on the market. The same ilk as Suarez, not the same type of quality, but the same type yeah, of player. Exactly, You've got Luciano Vieto from Villarreal, who's now gone to Atletico Madrid. You've got Garandi from Sassuolo and Juventus. You've got Dybala, who's now gone to Juventus. These are all footballers who have the same type of player as Luis Suarez, but he's gone on and get a target man. Um, this I don't want. I think I mentioned this before actually on a podcast. Rodgers wants to play a certain style of football, but every strike he's bought, barring Sturridge, doesn't fit. Benteke yeah. doesn't fit. Lambert doesn't fit. Manatelli doesn't fit. Yeah. Ings fits. Kind of. Ings, yeah, kind of. But he fits way more than the other strikers I've mentioned. Let's talk about the, stri- let's talk about the, the strikers now. Like, like you said, they've got Balotelli, they've got Benteke, they've got Ings, they've got Lambert. Do they need all that? A few will go. A few will go. A few will go, but in terms of Ings, thirty-two point five million. You don't spend thirty-two point five million on a on a player. Who's who? What? Benteke. 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 Yeah. Now, this is and then expect him not to play. See, this is so my... was that a bad decision for Ings? See, this no no. This is my problem here. The salary is Benteke. I mean, Ings, I think Ings knows that he was going to be a second choice behind Sturridge. Yeah. I think I forgot to mention Sturridge. If Sturridge well, yeah. if, if Sturridge manages to get hundred percent fit. Is he gonna play two up front or is Benteke get benched? That's where my problem is because he didn't exactly play two up front with Sturridge and Suarez, but he could play three up front because those two could interchange. Yeah. But Benteke has got the ability, I guess, to try and drift out wide. But, but you want him? Is you want him in the middle? You, you do don't not want, want him to be having the ball whipped in the box by Benteke. Exactly. You want Benteke in the box exactly. to receive those balls. Sturridge in. is clearly your best striker. He's one of the best strikers in the league. Yeah, he is. He's fantastic. On form, he's brilliant. So I mean, well, let's talk about his form. Let's talk about his attitude towards the f- get the game of football. Fit. In terms of getting fit as well. This is this like, is. Wasn't this he is wasn't he pictured with Skepta or something yeah. like that? He's, he's, oh, uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't take that too deep because um I mean maybe he's getting back. To, you can't expect. He spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time in America, time in America when, he's, when he's getting fit. Yeah. And yeah. I mean the fly the the, the fly is not going to do anything good for your your no, injury problem. So that's the way the problem is. But in terms of him chilling with other people, I know that the press had to sort of make a big story out of that. We don't we don't do that, but you know. Here's, but, um, here's my issue with this though. Like we all know how good storage can be, so it's just a little bit frustrating when you see that. Yeah, yeah. A fully fit storage will get twenty goals plus, in my opinion. He's that good of a striker. He creates problems with his movement, his pace, his finishing. 
didn't you see when he came back from from it from that long term injury? He scored. He scored. Him, he scored on the, on, on the first game. Back. Yeah, yeah he he's, he's he a did. great. He's a great striker. And trust me, it pains me to say that no team I support, but he's a fantastic. He's one of their better players. He is yeah, easily yeah, one I, of their I, better I players. I say now he's their best. And the thing is now, the thing is now he's put himself under a bit of a like an issue with all the strikers he's brought in because now Liverpool have the choice of playing two up front or they're going to go four four two diamond or they're going to go three five two again this season coming, which I believe just doesn't fit Liverpool's football team. Are they going to go four three three and make the tough decisions on the strikers that they've brought in? I'm interested, I'm interested to see what see what my my other issue is right now. Um, they received forty nine million for Sterling, and they've blown well not blown because I think Benteke's got signing, but thirty two point five million for all that to score straight away. They're still to bottom in defense, in my opinion. In everybody's opinion, yeah. Moreno, Moreno is good, Moreno but is defensively, good going forward. defensively he's a bit weak. I'm not convinced by Sacco. I'm still, okay. Skirtle's good. Skirtle is their best defender. Skirtle is good. I'm not gonna go in on him. Emery Chan is better in midfield. He but should not be in. Emery Chan is a good defender, but he's so much better and at the base of the Kai, middle. Kai is a good signing, so that's cool. I mean, you're late towards the end of the season, starting to show a bit of form. He caught so the most clean sheets in the season. Yeah, so I mean, he has he does make has a few mistakes in him, but maybe I mean. I, I say that and I hear what the, the players are in there it's, like, it's a decent team but I'm just not convinced and I'm sorry you just sold obviously your, your top goal scorer has gone to America your second one has gone to Liverpool um, to Man Rivals. City Benteke is good signing Coutinho is good it's a good squad still but I don't know how far the manager you know, himself can take them the, the problem at Liverpool for me is Brendan Rodgers that's, that's Joe, the problem Joe if I try and recall my opinions of Liverpool's best football team best 11 off what they've got now the only two signings that fit the team that they've just bought are Firmino and Milner I'm interested, I'm interested to see how Firmino does he's a good player very good player I liked him in um, Hoffenheim he's like but the again the league is the, the, the German league apparently is not that different but it's still different also uh, they bought Firmino on a bit of a downward curve because he had a fantastic season the, the season before this one where he was one of the top goal scorers and he he, he plateaued a little bit I, this I, season I, 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 ha- I think I think they overpaid because they started to, they, they sort of rushed a little bit they heard that another, another two or three teams were interested well they lost out with the five didn't they and so they were making the same mistake yeah, but we so understandably on that understandably but I mean still make sure that these are substantial it's like they just heard oh they're interested yeah. okay bang talk to the club that is this true because the club will tell you whether this player's interested if players are interested they're going to tell you you better make a move then it seems like they rushed it but at the same time he's a good player so if he justifies his fee fantastic but I, I worry for Liverpool Regardless of what's got the manager doesn't convince me. Oh, anyway. I've got a question for everybody. I know that's Kale's job. Thank I'm you. sorry for that. Up to you then. But, uh, alright. <laughs> if you're, if you're Brendan Rodgers, what system do you play? Do you play 4-3-5-2 or do you play 4-3-5-2? That's the thing that uh, Liverpool's team isn't suited to the system he's playing. Right, he'll, he'll play 3-5-2 because he's seen Emery Chan was comfortable in defence. He lets play that system regardless. Emery Chan at defensive midfield to, uh, alongside Milner. If he, in my opinion, if he goes to play a 3 5 2, he will put those same three in defence. Yeah. Uh, Klein and Moreno, and he'll probably have Henderson, uh, Milner. Milner or Allen, and then Firmino in the attacking mid with Benteke and if Sturridge is fit. So you don't think Cortina would get in the team next season? That's my that's the problem. This is my Coutinho issue. Sh- should get in the team. That's the problem. This is the thing with me. I think he's got to play 4 3 3. If he's going to put Sturridge up top, Cortino and Firmino either side of them, and play Emery Chan, Milner... 30.5 We're not the manager, so maybe he's got a plan. But in my opinion, right from looking for the outside in... My problem is that... Excuse me. 
is that Brendan Rodgers believes that he is better than he actually is. That's why he's a problem. And the signings that he's bringing in, like they just don't fit. It just doesn't make sense. He spent a lot of money. He, he spends a lot. And he spent so much money that the man that bought in Andy Carroll for thirty for thirty million. Thirty five million questions their transfer policy. <laughs> True. It is ridiculous. Because you're talking about the transfer policy apart, now. We've, apart we've, from Sturridge and Coutinho, I think he's all the signings have been poor, haven't they? Sturridge, Coutinho, Everett Chan. Let me chance, yeah. But he actually kicked on a bit, yeah. didn't he? I mean, we'll talk about the transfer. The thing is, oh, okay, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, I keep cutting to you. But the thing is, I'm frustrated with Liverpool. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be incredibly frustrated because they've got players with some genuine great potential. Like, when I heard that um, that they bought in Lazar Markovic at the very, very start of last season, I was like, oh, God, because I'd watched him in the UEFA League for Benfica and he was just, he was, he ran amok, he was fantastic. And he comes to Liverpool, playing right wing back. Doesn't work, falls out of the team, and it's just like he becomes a laughing stock. Part of me's relieved because I don't really like seeing people do well, but a part of me's thinking, well, you've got a great player, you're not using him right. And you can sell so many players that are in Liverpool shirt at the moment. It's the manager. He is the manager. It's the manager, it's that simple. It's that simple. It's him. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, whether I, or not he'll be given a, another full year at Liverpool, especially yeah, knowing that he. He's on, he's on especially knowing that Jurgen Klopp <laughs> is available. He's available, and that he has, and that he's available, but he said that he's not, he's not managing anyone for at least a year. He said a year. He's on, he's on a sort of like Ross and Rachel style break. <laughs> if anybody's watched Friends, you'd get that reference. Bring everybody. Yeah, everybody knows that reference. Regardless, I don't think, he, I don't think he'll get far. If I'm honest, I don't think he'll get crazy. I mean, that plus the fact that he hasn't won a trophy in the three years that he's been there. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool deser- that team deserves a every, trophy. Every Liverpool manager that's been there in his first three years has won at least something. Yeah. So that means you're just not doing as good a job. Also, he spent... I mean, I don't know whether our questions are really with, with Brendan Rodgers or whether with um, the transfer committee. No, it's with Brendan because, Rodgers because he deals with transfers. Yeah, but they have a, they, they do the transfers similarly to the way Southampton do it. They have a transfer sort of like committee who yeah. discuss over and over targets whether they're doing that correctly or whether Brendan Rodgers is just picking out the wrong players well, I, I, I was speaking to my friend Samuel um, a couple of days ago about just football in general yeah. we were talking about Liverpool and he said that they have that committee but then Brendan Rodgers goes and makes the bid and does the contracts and everything so it's him that's splashing that money out regardless yeah. he's giving that key and he's fully going to blown all that money on at least because there's a very good Liverpool team in that makeup, just these tweaking here and there, and you've got a really good, credible team charging for the top four. But he's making the same mistakes that he made last season. And I haven't watched any Liverpool preseason friendlies, and I don't know how they're looking to line up formation wise. But I like, as a Liverpool fan, I know it's very fashionable to say this in England, but I'd hope if I was in your shoes that I'd, your team would stay as clear away from three five two as possible because it just doesn't suit your team. We'll get to we'll get to the transfers in now. We've we've talked about pretty much all of them. So of course Benteke from Aston Villa thirty two point five million. Adam Bogdan from Bolton on a free. Brad Jones has left though, hasn't he? So yeah, Brad Jones has been released. Nathaniel Klein um, for South from Southampton twelve point five million. Massive improvement for Glenn Johnson. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. again, we're talking about the system of three five two. Yeah, prefer yeah. Wing what do you think? You play prefer out wing back, but then you you're losing out on. Players yeah. that support this same window on. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's see. Okay. Exactly. Roberto Firmino from Hoffenheim, twenty-one point three million. 
Joe Gomez from Charlton. Defender. 3.5 in a defender. Young defender, young up, young up and coming. Up yeah. and coming. Let's see how he does in the Premier League. See how he adjusts. Danny Ings from Burnley on a free. And James Milner from Manchester City on a free. The only player I can see starting pretty much every game is that is James Milner. I think what I'd like to say about James Milner though is at City he was fubbed out wide quite often. Mm-hmm. And um, under his term at Aston Villa, he proved that he's very good at set mid. He's um, a striker as well, isn't he? Also, <laughs> also proved that set mid is his best position. Um, so maybe he's going to be utilised in set mid for Liverpool at the moment because uh, they're weak there. Um, Liverpool's midfield looks like it can be blown away by teams if because what Liverpool tend to do is go out of the blocks really quickly the first 20-30 minutes and if you ever just storm they're yours for the taking and um, it just depends on how Bruno was just deploys him if they don't if they don't use him with Emre Chan as a settling force in their midfield like they should then I, I believe they're going to have the exact same problems that they're going to have as they had last year that's just going to leave Brendan Rodgers without a job their team is primed to play 4-3-3 yeah, yeah, I, I refuse to believe he doesn't have a plan he probably has a plan but it's just the wrong plan yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, but maybe we're being too harsh maybe Brendan Rodgers is deciding to play 4-3-3 and maybe he wants to rotate the strikers or maybe he, he has a plan on how he's going to use them all but it's, he's giving himself a problem he's giving himself multiple problems and not good ones He's giving himself an issue of how he's going to use his, going to use his defense because this defense at the moment is strong enough in the center to play three, and if he plays two, you've got one good one and one all right one, at best. So it's it's very very difficult to pin Liverpool where they should be because so many things need to click for them to do as well as they can do, and I just don't believe they're going to. Oh shit! Okay, out. Uh. Sebastian Coates or Quartes for Sunderland for Underscores Free. Stephen Jarrett to, to Los Angeles Galaxy for free. Glenn Johnson Stoke free. Brad Jones unassigned released. Uh, Lloyd James Lloyd Jones even to Blackburn loan. Uh, Raheem Sterling forty nine million to Manchester City. Kevin Stewart Swindon loan. Danny Ward Aberdeen loan. Jordan Williams to Swindon Town on a loan. Uh, not really any big names yeah. apart from Sterling apart from and Gerard. Yeah, just apart from those two, they're this one. It'll be interesting to see where who they go to for that inspiration that Gerard has, has given Jordan them. Henderson. They're going to Jordan Henderson. Yeah, but the thing is, though, let's 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 be respectful to Stephen Gerrard as a player. He's so much better than Jordan Henderson. We know that. We know that. We we, we know what's going to happen. Jordan yeah. Henderson is going to be that. that he's going to be that cult hero. Now. That's that's what Brendan Rodgers every season. But that's why he's given the captaincy. It's the passion he shows in games, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. That's, it's but the problem was Gerard had way more than that. He had Gerard. No, that's the thing. Gerard had passion and talent. Yeah, he did. But he, he, he sees Henderson as a passionate midfielder that that runs box to box and all that. That's, that's what he's doing it for. So I mean, we say talent, but he's he's still the top assist. He's, I mean, he's, he's not. He's yeah, not. But he's, you say that, but the Liverpool, if you said to any Liverpool player, fan, sorry, all player actually, you'd come second last season. This season you're going to take sixth. Are you going to take it? They'd all say no. Mm. Without a doubt. So also, it almost doesn't matter that Jordan Henderson has this many assists because under the team where he's been one of the figureheads, one of the leaders, they've underachieved. Okay. Um, Rumours are Balotelli's future at Liverpool are uncertain. Ricky Lambert is holding talks with West Brom. Uh, Skirtle. 
Skull has um, agreed to a contract extension, and that is it for Liverpool. We've talked about Brendan Rodgers quite a bit. Yeah, forget it. It's really quite. It's actually quite depressed us. It's just. Considering that two of you are Manchester United fans, I, I, I thought you'd be uh, more upbeat about Liverpool. Wouldn't you? No, 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 I am, no, no, I am no, in no. a way, but it's. But like, mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud your, your. Uh, no, no, it's because this is a. I'm, I refuse to be um, totally biased. Yeah, I, 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 I applaud yeah, that. Well done. Well done. Well done. I, 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 it is, I, uh, every Man United fan has some sort of respect for Liverpool in terms of the rival we have. So, I mean, at the end of the day, to see them doing that, but it's the same way if you talk to Man United fans, say, oh, what about Leeds? You sort of miss Leeds. Because the rivalry there was quite fun. This is the thing that I'm feeling. I still, I'm sure after Spurs missed Tottenham a little bit. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's be realistic. Every team has their problems, and we'll have their problems. And we have to be honest about them. Um, we give my United. I'm probably gonna give my United more stick when it comes to United than I've given Liverpool. Well, we do so. We will do so. And you'll spy that out. Oh, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out next week. Um, we're gonna go to our segment now. Transfer deals and rules. Oh, okay. Gonna yeah. give it to you. You t- take it way down. Actually, why not move you? Okay, Michael's a No, no, he, he doesn't. What's the segment called? He doesn't roll around on wheels. It's a, exactly, there you go. What's the little my thing? My thing, man. I said this before. Right, transfer deals and wheels. Uh, Danilo you know Pantic for, for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex McCarthy for Palace. Benteke for Liverpool. Pardo for Watford from Spartak Moscow. I think he's an um, attacking midfielder. If that's correct. Um, Lanzini, who was mentioned in the previous podcast, yep. has had that move to West Ham going through. Um, Miguel Angel, Ritos for Watford from Napoli. Patrick Brown for Palace and Mitrovic for Newcastle. This one is... It's going to be quite difficult. Quite difficult, but for me, the winner is the last one. Mitrovic, Mitrovic yep. for, for Newcastle, for my direct. Shout out um, Steve McLaren, by the way. First time and last time we're ever gonna do that. To be fair, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give the plaudits to Graham Carr. Um, <laughs> Jack. Um, yeah, I think he's he's the type of player that Newcastle really should be going for. Young, up and coming players with bags full of potential to use their team to, to push themselves forward. Um, he's big, he's strong, he's quick, holds the ball up. He's, he's gonna he, he, he he's is. gonna settle well. He's the complete forward, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I wouldn't say complete. He's got a long way to go, development-wise. But I, I like Mitrovic. I like Mitrovic. But the thing is, Patrick Bamford comes into close second because I'm, I'm excited by his potential. I'm sure Chelsea fans will be watching with one eye open to see how well he does at, at Palace. Um, not Benteke, though. Not Benteke, simply because I'm not convinced he's going to start. Um, I can't really give the best transfer to somebody who I don't think is going to start week in, week out. Yeah, the thing Otherwise, is, Mitrovic, why would you be given the best Mitrovic, Mitrovic is a good sign. He's got a good goal record at the age of 20 as well. Mm. Come from Anderlecht as well. Let's hope he does better than um, Romelu has done so far. Because he, he's, he's good. I, I like to see young strikers doing well. And if he does well for Newcastle, it'll be good for Newcastle fans. They've had a lot of... Yeah, like give him a smile problems, on their yeah, face. Yeah, that's what we've been wanting to see in the podcast. Let's see what they can do this year. Um... Yeah, so I think it was difficult, but we're nowhere near as difficult as last week's. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I think that's it. That was Trusted Ozan Woods. Mitrovic gets the, gets the, the title. Yay! Week. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that is uh, another episode of Transfer Deals and Woods. That's not what our podcast is called. We call Freeman Field. Yeah, everybody knows Transfer Deals and Woods is the best bet. Yeah. Why are you lying for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
whole pod's the best bit. Don't listen to this guy, man. Get it. This guy. Clearly oh. joking. I'm massaging my own inflated ego. Carry on. Anyway, that was it for this week. Thank you for listening, as always. I am Keiko. I'm Darren. I'm Michael. Um, that's you, really... You have to do this. <laughs> you, you, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you just said it after. I like, am I doing this? Okay. Um, follow us. Twitter, at free... No, free, the number, I, midfield, still. Um, SoundCloud is free in midfield. There's the word free, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free in midfield. We uh, will be just popping into everybody's random yeah, you, you can, you can, spread the word. You can follow us individually if you want. Our Twitters will be there. Within and my Twitter's no longer private, so, you know. Oh. Oh, What's the though. name though? You change the name. Paranoid Android. Any Radiohead fans will know the reference. Is that is that your app now, or is your app still Asante Dan? Either or, I can't remember. Okay, you'll find him on Paranoid Android anyway. I think that's the only person on Twitter that's called that. I hope. Um. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, DC underscore Maxim, thirty three or C Maxim, and Michael Kodrosay or Michael Kodrosay. Yeah. Well. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.